0: Sports Radio 104.3, the Fan presents Football at Four. Here's the drive. Steve back with Matt Smith and KJ. A reminder with what's um, happening out there in Maui, which is terrible. Our company, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the folks of Maui. Head to denversports.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation Serving Maui. Again, Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund at denversports.com. We will check in with Andrew Mason. Maybe he's in the stadium with Mike Kliss getting thrown around like
1: a, a pigeon? Pigeon-tossed, yeah. Just like tossing away a scrub. Hopefully he's not pigeon-tossed by the, the security in Santa Clara. It's like when KJ comes in here during the break. And he gets pigeon-tossed? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> seems mean. No. Don't pigeon-toss KJ. You're not a pigeon. Pigeon.
0: The, um, let me go through Mike. Mike Kliss's nine things. The whole concept of, um, you know, winning the game. Listen, I, I know. I get it. As a fan, I'm seeing it on the RamosLaw.com text line. Yeah, yeah, of course you want to
1: win, and setting the tone is important. Well, it's a, it's a culture thing, right? It's kind of like, what's our standard around here?
0: See, you know, but what I don't what's, g- what's, you know what's funny about yeah, that? It's a little like a hyperbolic. A true winning culture, in my opinion, wouldn't care about the final outcome of the game. I would say a winning culture would care about the efficiency of what really matters. Like, the results of the game is too little Mm. to worry about. Do you seriously think, honestly, Patrick
1: Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Kansas City Chiefs care about actually winning the preseason game? Not a rip. They just care that the first offense looks good. So I'd be curious if Sean Payton was as quote-unquote down about losing the game, had the first offense actually looked competent on Friday night. They had a good fourth drive on a yeah, fourth down. You know
0: what I saw
1: against mostly the second and third teamers?
0: But who cares? The communication looked fluid. It got better as time went on. That's all you can There were for. plenty of really good plays. And then the first team defense, those that played, shut out the Cardinals. I mean, I'm sitting there at halftime like, hey, wow, that's cool. Good job. And let's be honest, if you hit the field goals the way you should have, the the difference at half should have even been more significant. And as it turns out, had you hit your field goals, you would have won the game. Now, they missed 1-2, but still, you missed three of them. And you hit a 55-yarder. So your question about Brett Maher, I think, is
1: incredibly significant. It's huge. I, it's enormous. They already got rid of Elliott Fry. We knew he wouldn't be their starting kicker, and yeah, okay, he tweaked something, and you know they, you know they they pigeon tossed Elliot Fry is what <laughs> they did, but now you got Brett Maher, who we understand the history, and you know the team that he didn't do well against in the playoffs last year, San Francisco. Yeah, you can rah-rah back up. to the scene of the crime. You can rah-rah
0: up about the the outcome if you want, and fans, you know the culture. I don't think winning a preseason game defines your culture at all. No, of course not. But here's what does define your culture. When you got boat raced by the Bills in the second preseason game. Yep. Not only did you lose, you got humiliated. And then your
1: coach apologizes.
0: Hey, right. Yeah, you don't want that. But, but that's not just about winning and losing. That's about being humiliated. Of course you never want to be
1: humiliated. That is a culture thing. Like, that's embarrassing. I feel like that goes without saying, though, right? I I agree. (laughs) That's just, you know, a prerequisite.
0: I I, I agree. I mean, getting
1: humiliated in a preseason game is, like, absurd. And it's what happened last year this time against Buffalo. They got their doors blown off. They couldn't stop the Bills. I don't anticipate that being the case at all tomorrow night. I'd be stunned if that happened. I don't even know how it could happen. I don't think the Bills were even trying to do that.
0: It's just that that is how bad Hackett had prepared his team for that preseason game in Buffalo. The Bills were just running a regular, non-fancy offense, and it was like a hot knife through butter. It was ridiculous. Let me go through Cliss's stuff and uh, get your reaction. Jaleel McLaughlin, he's going down the nine things you need to do. Jaleel McLaughlin.
1: Yeah, need him to get more carries. Need to get a real look at it, Jaleel McLaughlin. He was getting reps with the ones this week. Are you hoping to see that? Absolutely. This kid has to prove that he can hold up in pass protection because he doesn't project to have any sort of role outside of actually the running back position. He's not going to play special teams. There's nowhere you can stick him in that regard. So for him to make this team, he's going to have to prove that he can be a willing blocker. Um, Number eight for Mike is punt better. I'm not worried about that. It's, I mean, what Dixon
0: had, what, one bad one? His first yeah. bump was a 31-yarder, right? Uh, uh, folks, watching Riley Dixon, who should have never left the Broncos, that's another eye-roll moment, you know, a draft pick, and
1: you get rid of him from Marquette King. Still can't have any more 31-yard punts. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried. Talk about things not to worry about. It's very low on the list. It's not number two for me.
0: Uh, bring heat, cover deep. I don't even know where. Bring heat, covered deep. That sounds like a um, shirt. I need that
1: shirt, <laughs> Mike is.
0: Mike is concerned about the the um, the 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 injury situation and safety because Justin Simmons still hasn't been practicing, and we're not really sure what happened to PJ Locke. Like, there's been no real announcement with what's going on with PJ Locke. Did you see what happened? I, I know did. he got carted off the field. The other I did day. see it. It was they were doing like um, it was goal line. It was like uh, like you know how you cross uh, two one two. So it was like two receivers, two defensive backs. Sure. And working on basically pick plays and how to defend it and how to use it. That's what they were working on. And he just, you know, ran into somebody in the back of the end zone and it looked like he twisted an ankle. Okay. But there's been no official word on it.
1: Um, Concerned about Justin Simmons or not? I think just concern on the sheer number of defensive starters that they have banged up right now. He was saying that D.J. Jones passed the concussion protocol. I genuinely hope we do not see him tomorrow night. That's a guy who doesn't need any more ball. I'll uh, go through these quickly. Contain, vaunted 49ers run game. Uh, well, I don't you know
0: what yeah. uh, Brett Maher. Yeah, that should be number, like, two. I agree. I think this— It already cost him a game. Yeah, man. And, and he has been so effective in practice— and they were doing a two-minute drive this week, and he hit a 59-yarder with room to spare. So there's no doubt he has proved what he needs to prove out there on the practice field.
1: Can you do it when— Yeah, nobody had a question about that, right? It was all a question of what are you going to do when the lights come on? And like I said, he's back to the scene of the crime here. This is the this is where his horrible playoff game was. There's Oh, that's a good pickup. Is that right? Yeah. That's where it was? Yeah, they played San Francisco and lost when Ezekiel Elliott got trucked. Right. Okay, good. And so so maybe exercise yeah, some demons. You put a couple, you know, right through the uprights, dead center, and you feel good about yourself, although it won't alleviate my concerns. I got, I'll got. i tell you, yeah, because you never know when it's going to flare up. Right, again. right. I think this is a, a fruitless journey here with Brett Maher, and I would have had somebody else in camp on Monday. All right, I'll go through this quickly. Improve Stidham. Yeah, he's
0: got to be better. Javante Runs. We'll see Javante Williams for the first time in terms of action and being tackled, all that. Have Russ play well. Well, you know, he's down 15 pounds. And uh, <laughs> number one, stay Wait. healthy. Stay healthy is what it's all about. But nobody is healthier and nobody is more contained with excitements than our own Andrew Mason. He'll join us out in Santa Clara next. Who knows, how to, uh, who knows how to party more than uh, our next guest? What's up, Mace? What's, what's up? How are you? Oh man, set the scene for us. What uh drop the what, top, Mace. What incredible beauties are you looking at out there in uh Santa Clara right now? I'm looking at a couple
2: of uh a couple of uh, redwood trees mm. oh. right outside my hotel. Oh, big, man. big stumps, window. Mace. What? Is it big stumps? Yeah, there's there some stumps, but there's some actual trees that are Soaring high, if the trees were not in the way, fellas, I could actually see Levi's Stadium off in the distance from here. That's how close I am to where the Broncos been playing tomorrow night. Of course, where the Broncos won Super Bowl Fifty uh, back uh, seven and a half years ago. Gosh, it's been a long time. I so, know. And
0: I asked Mike Kliss, we had him on earlier, and he was inside of the stadium. What do you think of when you see that stadium? What are what are your memories? And and I understand the Broncos have played there since, but in general, what do you think about when you see that stadium?
2: confetti Mm. Von Miller um, this one's for Pat Mm. Peyton Manning holding up the trophy Um, Wade Phillips celebrating with his family and saying "And we got to see Lady Gaga on top of that because of course she sang the national anthem Um, do you remember who performed at halftime it was a wasn't it Beyonce and a bunch of others. It was. It like was. A, what I remember of the halftime show was kind of a it was kind of a catch all. It like was. It felt like they tried to they tried to jam too much into the into the halftime show. By the some, sometimes you just got to go one act and and that's fine and, and let it go. But they I felt like they tried to do a little too much there and it didn't really it didn't really connect for me. But also. I think I, was probably, I probably had my mind on the game a little bit more than the halftime
0: show. Matt, do you remember who was in the halftime show? KJ, I'm throwing it. Drew? You, oh, Drew's got it. Drew, you want this? Okay. Go got ahead, it. Drew. Hit it, hit it. it. was Beyonce. Yep. And Bruno Mars.
1: One more band.
0: Coldplay. Coldplay. Coldplay KJ! Yeah, well there
1: you oh, go. Man. <laughs> there you
0: go.
1: God, I only hit. remember
0: Beyonce. And do you remember who the halftime show was at Super Bowl 48? Bruno Mars. I Bruno I
2: Mars, that, that I remember, yeah. Yeah, so Bruno Mars. Yeah, I mean, that, that game was pretty much over. I think I was probably paying a little more attention to the half. Yeah, that show was more Twenty-two nothing, rather than thirteen
0: to seven. <laughs> it was so depressing at Super Bowl Forty Eight. I literally walked out of the stadium before Bruno Mars got on. I had a seat. I was there. I was just I can't. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. Yeah. And I walked into the media area and I found Mike Evans. And there were no snacks even in the media area. The the tents, there wasn't enough space. That's a multi-billion dollar stadium. They didn't have room for the media. They had to shove us outside. And I go and you want to see something pathetic? Look at Mike Evans with no snacks, watching the second half of a football game on like a black and white TV with like crumbles of potato chips on his chest. I mean, it, it, it couldn't have gotten more depressing. One I like working the bone. Yeah, mm. Thank you, Mike. All right, Mace, what do you need to see uh, tomorrow night?
2: I want to see the offense get going a bit sooner than it did last week? We know it took four possessions before it really reached cruising altitude. I want to see it get getting in, get in a form sooner? I want to see better protection for Russell Wilson? I want to see Garrett Bowles have a have a better game? I mean, shoot! I mean, I was just talking with Cecil Lammy on Orange and Blue today. If you start looking at Garrett Bowles' contract, man, if he can't put it together here in the next in, in the next ten days or so, oh. I mean, they they could they could save some money here by letting whoa, them go. I mean, they,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! You're talking about a vet cut to Garrett Bowles
2: midway through preseason. Oh, well, it would be at the cutdown that it would be. At, it oh,
1: excuse be me, that. I'm sorry. They're only cutting their starting left tackle at the cutdown, not a week before. Mace, that's a that that would be enormous. So, what would that mean for their offensive line? Uh,
2: Cam Fleming's your starting tackle. Well, but I mean, is, I mean, for their offensive you know, line, for, for their offensive line. Hear me out, fellas, for a minute. Let's just talk about the numbers here. If he, if they cut him next year, they save sixteen million dollars on next year's cap with four million of dead money. If they were to cut him at the deadline, they would. They not only would have that savings for next year; they'd have eleven point eight million of savings under the cap this year because all, but in terms of guaranteed salary all but $2 million of the guaranteed salary has been accounted for. Wow! Basically the big number for dead money is coming from the prorated signing bonus. And that's $4 million this year and $4 million next year. But like, as far as like, you know how we, we see like contracts like, Oh, what, when, when is it, when does a cut become possible? Uh, A cut became possible once you got, you know, once you got to this year based on uh, how it was structured, I don't think they'll do it. um, but, I don't think you can dismiss the possibility if he can't get it going here, because I'm not sure that based on what we've seen right now with, with where Bowles is coming off of that injury and what we've seen from Cam Fleming, I don't think I'm not sure Cam Fleming is 11.8 million dollars better than or Jared Bowles is yeah. 11.8 million dollars better than Cam Fleming. They won a Super Bowl with Ryan Harris
0: in a sort of a fill in the blank offensive line in 2015. It's not like it hasn't happened. And Ryan was great. Ryan was great that year. Imagine if they did that. But I'm just, I'm just pointing out Ryan had sort of gone through the mill as well at that point, and Ryan did play great, but it's not like they were going with a premier left tackle the year they won the Super Bowl, Mace. Matt, you know, I mean, there's other ways to do things. You ask, like, why, you know, could you imagine him doing it? Well, yeah. I mean, if literally there's a better option. Well. Well, okay, but, I mean, it's up to them if they, they want to decide. Listen, that is a wild concept, though. That, that there's enough financial reason to do it, and then there's I mean, also, like, just look at who the better player is. I mean, if Cam I mean, unless, Fleming really is a better
2: option, why wouldn't you do it? I mean, $11.8 million is basically a solid, a, a good free agent pickup at a fair amount of positions next year because – I mean, if that, and, and then then, then there's the $16 million that you'll save if he, he cut, if, if he's cut next year. So, That's I mean, effectively, wild. it'll be a savings of 20. You'd be talking about a two-year savings of 28, $27.8 million under the cap. And you know what? If Russell Wilson doesn't work out and you're trying to deal with uh, the dead money, you're going to need all the relief you can get.
1: So what would be the benefit to doing it now? And maybe I missed that, and excuse me if I did. But what would be the benefit to, of doing it now compared to at the end of the year, Mace?
2: Uh, the benefit is then because because almost all of the guaranteed money is gone aside from the signing bonus proration and a two million dollar guarantee for this year. Because almost all of that is gone, it, instead of saving just $16 sixteen million, if you cut him before the league year started next year, you'd add another eleven point eight million dollars to that. So you'd so total savings of twenty seven point eight million on the cap. Hmm. And any and remember, any anything under the cap that you don't spend. Carried over to next year anyway, so yeah, that's... If you, even if you didn't. But I mean, you if you're playing well, you could use that money this year to make a mid-season trade and pick up somebody another position and bolster that right. uh, with, with the cap space. But if you decide to carry it over to next year, you could find use for it next year. So, okay. so it's, it, it'll help you no matter when you use it if you choose to make that move. But I mean, I was I was just just kind of number crunching. I'm all, I'm always looking at the contracts. I'm always looking at the at the at the data, and you know, you follow the numbers, you follow the money, and I mean that's why I, I don't it. think you can dismiss the possibility right now.
0: Well, I think that is wild that there's such a incredible financial benefit if there literally is a better option on the field.
2: It's, yeah. the, the, but it's but the only thing is then you're compromised depth-wise. That 100 yeah. and and that's the risk you have to take. So let's okay. Let's a swing look tag. at a young player who's playing pretty well for him right now. Let's look at Alex Palczewski yeah. uh, out of Illinois. And if he shows, okay, he can be a decent swing type of backup, then you know maybe, maybe you start thinking in those terms.
0: Oof, that's a trip, man. That would be, boy, you want to talk about a
2: vet cut to end all the debates. That would be so, a shocker. Be I don't stars. think this will yeah. happen. I want, yeah. I want to make it clear. I don't think this will happen. But you start looking at the numbers and it's like, and, and the way the numbers and the way he's played so far, and hopefully he'll have a good game tomorrow night and kind of like, get his balance back and show that he's back on the right path. But Garrett Bowles, I mean, there's no denying it; he's not having a good camp out there right now. Wow.
0: Well, you just gave us something fascinating to keep our eyeballs on, Mace. Um, quickly, anything else that you're, you're focused on?
2: Oh well, I'm going to write a piece on this that's going to run tomorrow morning. As far as kind of previewing the game, I'm always looking to see. If players can stack consecutive games, and that's something that I asked Sean Payne about uh, yesterday, so I want to, you know, you know, Elijah Garcia, Lou McLaughlin, I mentioned yeah. Palchewski over at uh, right tackle. Can they stack a second good game on top of that? If they do, then you know, I think that lends some legitimacy to, to, to their causes. And the other thing. You'll you'll get guys on the bubble really seeming to make an impact. I mean, someone like Alberto Webinam, who has been making catches in practice pretty regularly so far, and he did I have mean, that block where he got Marcus Haines to the ground, and the whole team went crazy celebrating with him. Can Alberto, you know, deliver tomorrow night? Can he make a couple of plays and get himself back in the mix to get a roster spot? That's, that, that's the kind of thing I'm watching for. Great
0: stuff, Mace. We enjoy the coverage. We'll follow it at denversports.com. And, man... Is there a realistic scenario where the Broncos should cut Garrett Bowles? Dang, dude. This is the drive on the fan.
2: I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on. After my city. T-Mac with Matt Smith Drew, my home Drew,
0: K-J, Drew.
2: Up, no Friday in baby let's go it drops Ooh,
0: i can't I saw, say uh, i you got to give Sarah some props who uh so runs um predominantly orange, locked on Broncos, one of these Broncos guys, good dude. And he threw out the whole Garrett Bowles thing a couple days ago. And I saw it and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And I've, I've heard and seen some other people sort of get on it a bit. And then, you know, to have Andrew Mason just sort of bring it up too. It's like, wait a second. You know, it's kind of like when you, you look at one thing and you say, I don't know about that. Then it's something else, something else, and it gets a little bit of momentum. So props for throwing it out there for sure. And it's a compelling, it's a wild thing to think about. Like, is there a logical reason to just move on from Garrett Bowles right now? It's a trip to think that you could save that much money. And hey, props to folks that do that sort of digging and look into a way to go. That that is super smart to do because the money's always important to, to look at, especially
1: if the performance on the field ain't working out. Garrett has not looked great this season. He's not a hundred percent. He's struggling with his lateral movement. He's his first few steps are good, but outside of that, let's see if he can let's see if he can stack something here in, in game two. I'm not ready to go there yet. As May said, it would absolutely kill their depth. And and yes, sure, if there were a better option, but no matter how good you think Cam Fleming has played, you can't make an unequivocal case that he is a better option than Garrett Bowles. Well, it's like if a group of people is being chased, you don't have to win the race. You just got to be better faster than, than the other guy <laughs> running away from a bear. You got you to gotta be faster than one dude. My buddy took a trip with his girlfriend to Alaska a couple of weeks ago, and I, and he said they were going backpacking. I said, do you get bear spray? He said, yeah, we got a little bear spray. I said, don't worry. You just got to be faster than her. That's so, right.
2: yeah, <laughs>
1: that's, yeah. The, that's very nice. <laughs> hey, well, that's the, the dog truth, eat dog world. So
0: does Cam Fleming have to be better than all the left tackles? No, but what if Cam Fleming legitimately is better than Garrett Bowles?
1: If the phlegm zone trumps the GB zone?
0: It's a crazy idea, but it has not been a great camp for Bowles. There's a lot of questions about, you know, where is he with the ankle and how is that perhaps inhibiting him?
1: Let me ask you this. Bowles has been one of the most vocal supporters of Russell Wilson on the public stage. Yeah, is it more valuable to have that type of dude in the locker room? No, you've got to have somebody who can pass
0: block. It's way more important to have that. I mean, there have been times out there where, like Nick Bonito was schooling McGlinchey and Bowles.
1: Yeah, like wow. you know, how many days did McGlinchey practice? What three? He came uh, off the death of his best friend, and then he came back okay. like for what a couple of days. I just don't want to. I don't want to hold too much of what we saw from McGlinchey for a couple of days. But McGlinchey's reputation, period, has been yeah uh,
0: superior run blocker, inferior pass protector.
1: Yeah, and, and when they signed him, Schlereth told me he said, "Look, he's not great at anything, but he's great. He's good at everything." I'm just pointing out this ain't Max Crosby. Oh but no, man, it's but, about to be. But Max Crosby's coming. Yeah, and so is that Commanders front, and that's another question. McGlinchy doesn't come back till week one of the regular season, and the very first assignment that he's going to have, you don't think they're going to line up Crosby right over McGlinchy? I think there could be some issues oh, there. There will be some issues there. And if there. there's guys that are just
0: good players for the Broncos making the, the tackles look silly, I mean, I think this is a wild conversation to think about because I never considered it for a second that his performance on the field would sort of justify he's not the best option. And, Matt, if he's not the best option, and you can save so much money, you may have a vet cut to shake the world right there because you're not going to have him as the backup. You would not have Garrett Bowles as the backup.
1: He's either your starter or he's not on the team. I would agree with that, but he's their starter. Because look at
0: how much money you can save – because of that.
1: You also open up a huge problem. You save that money, but then you have to go get a left tackle this next offseason. Well, you just have to have a, oh, well, okay, sure, but if... Then if, you're back in the spot you were with right tackle. Yeah, but that's the case
0: no matter what, if if he's just not the best option. Sure. They would only do something like this literally if, they're, if, if he wasn't the best option. Of course. I just didn't think for a second he wouldn't possibly be the best option. But it would
1: have to be a case beyond the shadow of a doubt that Cam Fleming is a better or, player. Correct. And I just don't believe that's the situation we're in. Okay, cool. So, I mean, I get it. You know, I, I you'd also that. have to go find a swing tackle, as Mace just mentioned. You got the Palcheski or, you know, the, the, that second it's line like guy. Palcheski, Quinn Bailey,
0: Isaiah Prince. Um, I get it. I get it. I get it. But are you going to get Russ killed?
1: I mean, you got to play the best player. I think you got just about a comparable player right there comparable and if that's the case then Bulls wins the tie Uh, every time um,
0: uh, it shouldn't even be a tie it should be hand for
1: what he's getting paid and the value of yeah but he's coming back from a fractured leg i mean Uh, okay bummer my point is that you would hope naturally as the season progresses he He becomes more and more comfortable just like jamal just like MPJ, you got to get back in there you got just like javante okay you just got to trust it. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not sitting here telling you that Garrett Bowles, just wait till week six, wait till you see how much better he looks. I'm not saying that. My point is, I just find it very hard to believe hey, no, that's a fair, that they I, I, go down that I course would say, of drastic action.
0: I would say that's a fair argument that he needs some real game reps and he's likely to improve. I don't think that's a bad argument. I think that's actually a pretty good argument. The question is how much faith do you have in that happening? And where is that balance in terms of level of improvement compared to how much money you could save if another guy is
1: good enough? All right, so you save that money. What do you want to do with it next year? Well, you probably have to go out and get a left tackle. I mean, it all sort of depends where you're
0: at, too. Like, what's your record? What do you do? Kind of what I'm saying. I think there's a bottom line here. There's, there's another just bottom line, period. Who's going to be the best guy protecting Russell Wilson, the end? And then we'll worry about the rest of it Later. Sure. Don't sweat it. Like seriously, there's way too much riding on the line with how Russell Wilson performs. So there's a there's a crazy bottom line to all of this that you can just wipe off the face of the earth. It just so happens if the best guy isn't
1: Garrett Bowles, Matt, there's a crazy amount of money you can save as well. I've got I think I've got it. Okay. So what is what is Cam Fleming ceiling? I have no idea. Right. What is Garrett Bowles' ceiling? I think we've seen Garrett Bowles' ceiling. Okay. In 2020, without fans? Yeah. All right. With fans, it's been I a little think, bit different, right? I think we've seen Garrett Bull's ceiling. Okay. The dude's not
0: getting younger. He's in his 30s. Right, but you're He's still trying— off a major ankle injury. I you're mean, you're I still think, trying to
1: evaluate if Russ is your dude this year, though. <laughs> hell and you want to give right. him the best chance possible to do so. So, okay. yes. It, yes. I, I. If it were so bad right now to the point where you're going, well, Cam is just so undeniably better yes. than Bowles, Yeah. All right. We're going to save a whole bunch of money. We're just turning the page here. I just don't think that's the case. Okay. I, Listen, the odds are in your favor that it's not the case. It is interesting though because I can't believe we're even having this conversation. I'll tell you it what sh- it shouldn't even yeah. be that close. It shouldn't be even a point of debate. No, it shouldn't. It really shouldn't be. But he is coming back from a serious injury, so you kinda have to accept a little bit of reality. Where it does become interesting is if Russell isn't your dude and you gotta move on from Russell, that money that you could potentially save by ax and bowls right now maybe softens the blow of the dead cap hit you take with Russ just a little bit. You realize, like,
0: if Russ is still on the team next May or whatever, the new league year, whatever it is, his 2025 salary on the cap hit is $37 million. Yeah, it's a
1: huge decision they have to make, and it takes precedent, which is why I find it very hard to believe that they'd be willing to move on from the guy that they had planned at left tackle. That seems a little wild. It's totally far-fetched.
0: It's totally wild. But it gives you an amazing, compelling reason to, to watch the game on Saturday night. So this by this is what matters: the final score of the game. Of course not. No, doesn't matter. I don't know these guys. Sean Payne, he's all you know. Is that why winning actually matters in preseason?
1: It, it does matter. You said about the mindset and it's you know. Now, what's he going to say? You yeah. have to be able to get the evaluations done. Right. But. Right. Hold on. Isn't that the most important Absolutely. thing? Absolutely. Which is basically right. what he said. What was he going to say to you? Does winning matter? Nah. Who cares? It wouldn't look great. you yeah, cool. could. Uh, you could come out and, listen, he can say whatever he wants. It was the most I, I muted yes ever.
0: I'm not saying there is a right answer or a wrong answer. Okay? So I'm not saying that. Okay. But if you're just saying, well, what should he say? Right. He could easily say, The thing that matters in preseason is the evaluation. Mm -hmm. That's it. Would it be nice to win? Sure. Why not? It's a better plane ride home. Maybe I won't be so grumpy. But at the end of the day, we've got to
1: evaluate these guys, and that's what matters the most. But isn't it also the perspective that he took on the no light at the end of the tunnel thing? It's like, look, if I were to say that to you, tell you how I really feel about it, it really wouldn't come across the same as me trying to preach, compete to the final whistle. And there's no light even at the end of the tunnel. It's dark. It's the same thing. I'm fine with his answer. I'm not
0: trying to be critical of his answer. Right. I was, and so was Mike Kliss and a couple other people, surprised it meant that much to them. That being said, you've got to do a culture reset that you don't have to do in Philadelphia or Kansas City or, you know, uh, Buffalo or Cincinnati or whatever. San Francisco, they don't need to worry about that. They were in the NFC Championship game last year. You think they give a crap about actually winning this game? Not at all. Not no. at all. No. Uh, it just like I it would have been a better free.
1: feeling last week. You know, if, if we had won that game, and I probably would have been a little cheerier in the post game presser. So I think it matters.
0: Okay, cool. I, it matters. I get it. it. It all depends like where you're at, but you want to talk about a gargantuan evaluation? Maybe the focus of this entire game. Maybe we've been. Barking up the wrong tree. Maybe the most important thing isn't Brett Maher.
2: Mm, it's,
0: it's pretty important. I get it, but perhaps the 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 most important thing out of all this is the GB zone. The zone.
1: GB zone.
0: Dang. Maybe that's really what we should be putting our eyes towards is the GB zone. The zone. GB zone. Flag down. Side. Defense, number 55, lined up in the...
1: GB zone. The five-yard penalty will replay third down. Right in the zone. GB zone. Don't upload the clip on him. Oh, the clip. Oh, no. GB zone. This is the drive on the fan.
2: Enjoy it. They say nothing in like this life is forever.
1: It's our newest song to her husband, Everyone's Wilson. Wilson. This is a day. new drop? This is new drop. This is new? This is new. This is new. Like today? Like, as in
0: like the last 24 hours. Like Sierra? Yes. All right, oh, so let's listen to it for was a moment.
2: amazing. I know I'm not the I'm only one. one. Nothing I don't want
1: yeah. it if it isn't forever. You don't want it if it's
2: not forever. forever. Okay.
1: But also appreciate forever. it because nothing in life is forever. All right.
2: Forever is forever.
1: That's cool, man. Like, appreciate What's what the song is- called? I'm going oh, to forever.
2: forever.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: right. Duh. So, the point of this song is appreciate what you got now because nothing in life is forever. Nothing's promised to you. Yeah. Even though you'd want
1: things in your life to last forever. It's a song to Russ. It has to be, man. She oh, was, is that just ready? your your insight, or is that what she said? Yeah, well, bro, that's she, that's know, she not does,
0: what she said. She that's, does, that's my insight. She, and she doesn't, I, she doesn't write
1: the songs, you know. Yeah, oh, <laughs> she, she's in that lab, all right. She's in that I mean, lab. she sounds
0: good singing it. Hey, man, actually, you different know, kind of lab. I shouldn't say that. Does she write the songs? I don't think she does. But does she?
1: She have a writing credit on Forever. Yeah, does she have a writing I, credit
0: on it? I am not for sure. How long? Give me one second. Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I should what? not assume that.
1: I don't know. I dig it. I like her music. Did you like that other one? I did. Roll what is it? We, this how we roll. This how we roll is a cool song. Let's roll. Is that what it was? I think this is how we roll. Mm.
2: You say that I blow his mind Every time I'm activated You're just trying
0: to catch a vibe Cece, that's your you that <gasps> fascinated Jump over the you and know, ride BMW baby I tell you
2: last That's just how we Oh my God, I think this is smooth as
0: hell Oh, wait a minute I love this song is, hey, You know why? Because it really does remind me of Janet Jackson Back in the day And I was a, a gargantuan Janet Jackson fan I bet. I
1: think it sounds just like it.
0: Am I the only one that's hearing that? Are you, KJ, do you? No,
1: this is like All For You, Janet Jackson. Yeah, you know yeah, song? yeah. The more, yeah. No,
0: like, way, like, after yeah,
1: the us, KJ, give us All For You by Janet Jackson. Oh, well. We this is to. the same thing. We, yeah, just take our word for it. You don't have it's to. the same thing. Uh, 20 minutes on Janet Jackson, but.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs>
1: I don't know if she writes the songs, though, so I don't know if it's a love letter to her husband, Russ. We can figure that out.
0: Maybe it is.
1: Th- that was KJ's own infer- inference.
0: There. Well, that's bad. Hey, listen There's nothing you- wrong with
1: it. I just wanted to make sure it was an official not official statement. A bad,
0: not a bad message from Sierra. Appreciate what you got. Nothing's
1: forever. That's how we roll. Does this sound like Russ? This is her verse. Everyone's hating, going half on a baby. They think that I'm crazy because one night only can be enough. Some say I'm hating because I'd be saying love is amazing. I really don't know. Yeah, me neither. I, 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 where's the iambic pentameter in that? I'd have to. Do you want to break that down, poetry wise? Diego segment We ain't got to stand out. We could blend in, and I'll make sure to get hey, man, my you know, attention. You know what? Might no not blending in there.
0: You know what? Might not be forever. Garrett Bowles at left tackle. Russ in Denver.
2: Whoa! Well,
0: that was a that's a one-two right there. <laughs> So here's a 3-4 for you. Her new album, Cece, dropped today. So oh, that's why we're getting so many songs. Okay. I love it. I love it. So singles just are a thing of the past. And when, when an album drops, it's just, like, here's, here's all of it. Yeah, the
1: singles, they try to get out ahead of it. And then the album is kind of like, if your singles were good enough, we'll pay attention to your album. Yeah,
0: who knows how music even makes money selling. There are there any bangers hey. on that album outside of this one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you think KJ previewed the entire album that just came out
1: today? I think there could be a chance that KJ went through the album. I I sure did not. Ah. Um, I do apologize. Saving that for the the car ride home? Yeah. Got to, man.
0: Could Garrett Bowles be a veteran cut? No.
1: I guess hypothetically, he could. They could do that. That would be a flat-out stunner to me. Unless for some reason. In these, in San Francisco, it just looks awful. I don't know what he could possibly do to to wind up there. It would have to look terrible, D Mac. I mean, it would have to look so bad tomorrow night. And I, I, maybe it does. I just would be surprised. <laughs> Are you talking yourself out of your own opinion? No, I just I, the Broncos looking bad is not that far fetched. So I had to calibrate a little bit. It, I I don't even think it's that worth talking about. I think that's that's how little of a chance there is of Garrett Bowles being a vet cut. It is interesting. But wait, if it stays on par with what we've seen in camp and we saw in preseason game one. But there would have to be a better option because the assumption would be if he can – Get more game reps and get more comfortable. Hopefully, his level of Im- of play would improve, which is why he got the contract in the first place. I think we should just let Matt talk, and he'll just talk himself out of every uh, point that he. Right makes. into it. Right no, into the
0: It's ground. ridiculous. It'll never happen. Well, hold on a second. Let me think. It's not. We shouldn't even talk about. But it is interesting. It is. Cutting bulls.
1: Oh my god. All right, we're being mean. Is the GB zone the get-blasted zone now? Flag down. Okay. <laughs> Bears be walking in the GB, GB zone. zone and everything. That's all. I think the Brett Maher thing is, that's what I'll be paying attention to. as long, and it's Because the thing is, it's not just bulls It's the entire offensive Dude, line. The Brett Maher thing is like junior varsity compared to if you're going to keep your left tackle or not.
2: On, well, I don't
1: think that that's even in the question. So... Yeah, the Brett Maher thing to me seems like it is more important because it's in the world of reality. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with no chance. That's what
0: I'm going to stick with. I'm out there amongst the muggles or a bunch of ex-pros, NFL guys.
1: I'm not defending his level of play. One
0: after another is telling me, look at that with Bulls. Look at this. Look at that. And I'm like, okay. I had somebody come up to me and go, hey, let's uh, do a nickel, whether he holds or not on every single snap. Do the Broncos get better cutting him? That's the question they got to answer. Listen, there's always a couple of vet cuts. There always are. I just thought the vet cuts that we were staring at for the Broncos, well, I thought Albert O was one of them. He still sure. is, yeah. I, I still think
1: he is. Maybe K-Jack?
0: Not now, uh, you know, because I don't know what the depth is. I don't know about P.J. Locke. He got hurt. And Stearns has been banged up throughout Stearns his short is, tenure. Stearns has been banged up, too, so I think K-Jack's fine. I think K-Jack is fine. I, I think... Going into camp, that I mean, look who's got hurt. Kane Stearns has been bumped up. P.J. Locke's been bumped up. Justin Simmons hasn't practiced in two weeks. I don't see many
1: other vet cuts. Not a ton. I don't know what they're going to do with Purcell. Would you consider any of their receiver vet cuts? The receivers? I mean, K.J.'s gone. No. No, because they lost K.J. Is Tony Jones Jr. a vet cut? Uh, no, I wouldn't consider that a vet. He's a vet, but I wouldn't consider that a big vet. Cut. So I don't think you're really talking about any more big surprise cuts. I would be. Uh, I agree. That's
0: why the Bullsley thing is is fascinating. You don't have to have vet cuts, but they do tend to happen because there's, at the end of the day, somebody's just better than them
1: and the money ain't worth it to keep them around as a backup. Well, when they signed Bowles to this contract, they worked in the out, right? This is the out the Broncos put in the contract where, as May said, there's not much money left on that you know, guaranteed-wise, left on that contract. And Um, the dead cap is not bad. uh, Very negligible. The dead cap hit and all the money with Russ is, I mean, it's jaw-dropping. We actually had this conversation about Bowles in 2021 after his play had decreased when the fans came back. With Bridgewater and Locke, it wasn't a great year. And we did have a conversation back that season about, look, there is an out in the contract that would save you a bunch of money we just never assumed that, A, they'd have to get there, and, B, they'd have to get there because, you know, they got Russ here. Uh, that was never in the assumption back then. I, I still don't think it's in the realm of possibilities. I'd be surprised. I'm happy to, I'm happy to have egg on my face with that one. Now I'm
0: sort of just uh, checking it out here on the RamosLaw.com text line. Is Is anybody rushing to Bulls defense? Usually when we bring up stuff like this, is ah, you're crazy, and this, that,
1: the other thing. The only thing to me that would be even possible to be used as a defense is the fact that he would get better continuously with more reps and getting more comfortable with that fractured leg. That's the only defense I can think of. Because his level of play before that was actually declining.
0: Cam Fleming's not a better
1: choice to me. So. That would be just such a massive setback if they did it. And then you got a rookie swing tackle or a very inexperienced swing tackle. I mean, is it is the swing tackle on the team right now? Isaiah Prince got moved down, right? Uh, he They were trying out. It was like a revolving door at right tackle.
0: So who starts so, at right
1: tackle tomorrow night?
0: Um. Well, it, it could be... Uh, Fleming. That's who will start there. Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And they were using Fleming, Pelshevsky, I wanna say. Yeah. Uh, Quinn Bailey, Isaiah Prince, but yeah, probably probably Cam Fleming. Cam
1: Fleming is your swing tackle. Right. And you would have to find a new one. And unless you think that player exists on the team right now, which I don't know that any of us do, there's some options potentially. What are you going back to the free agent market? Who's <laughs> hanging out with Dalton Reisner on the street corner? Uh,
0: nobody. I mean it's it's your it's it's Listen, we were running a promo where, where I was like, there's no depth on this team. Well, I haven't changed my mind on that. You're in big trouble if your high-priced guys, A, get hurt, or B, aren't that good because the depth behind... It's 2022 <laughs> all over again. Well, yeah. this is what happens when you have to give up draft picks. And you gave up draft well, picks assuming you hit for on Russell him. Wilson, and you had to give up draft picks for your coach. If you hit on those picks. <laughs> well, of course, if. But, you know, the best way to get depth is to use draft picks to sure. ensure that yeah. depth. I mean, you've given away three first-round picks. Now you had to get one you gotta back.
1: you got to work, and end, work the back end of the draft team, You man. gave up two second-round picks. You do the best you can with the back end of the draft. I was told George Payton can work the back end of the roster like nobody else. <laughs> well, let's see. That quality. But you're right, though. That's what we learned at the Buffalo game. The, there was no quality depth. Their backups were not good enough. So it was evident in that Buffalo game. Look, if anybody gets hurt, this thing could be a rocky road. Hey, part of the frustration in losing that game
0: against Arizona very well may be that the lack of depth was kind of exposed. That you know we just don't have the guys we thought we had. Did you think they had them? I don't think it was that. No, I don't. I think the depth on the team is was always bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just got it just got exposed because you didn't do what you should have done because you didn't you know convert a couple of field goals in the first half. I mean, that sucks, man. When Bassie gets the interception and you're in a scoring position and you can't convert on it,
1: Stidham's got the ball and you go backwards, not forwards. That was also kind of rust, too, right? The self sack, the fumbled snap. It was bad. 19 yard completion to Judy. You went backwards. Yeah. You didn't go forwards; You went backwards on that drive. Right. But that's where you need a kicker to be able to step up and make up for that. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm just saying at the moment that Bassey intercepts that ball, you think at the worst at this point. You'll get three. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that those are like painful, painful loss of points.
1: Those ones are the ones that lose you games. Because your defense is pissed because they have now done their job for three consecutive drives. They haven't allowed Arizona really across midfield. They got them off the field on a third down twice, right? So So now you're in a situation where they've played a lot. Because they've had to. Arizona strung together some drives where they didn't really make it that far, but they ran a lot of plays and stayed on the field. Like the first drive of the game, it was over six minutes, and they ran nine plays and went 28 yards. Defense got them off the field with Alex Singleton. Offense came out, went three and out. It's like, ugh, defense is exhausted. Now they got to go back out onto the field, and that's what we've seen the last six, seven years.